Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, more amazing celebrity drops sponsored by our awesome listeners. Terrific! The Dark Phoenix movie slips out a new trailer. Black Panther becomes Marvel's first Academy Award winner. We speculate about the future of Marvel, Disney, and Hulu after Avengers Endgame, and so much more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, February 28th, 2019. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock it. Be nerded. Be funny. Disturb it. Jock it. Be nerded. Spoiler alert. What's up, hello listener? How you doing? Thanks for joining us and welcome to the Jock and a Nerd Podcast where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. And joining us, of course, is our token felty American. Whoa. You have to have one. It's mandated by the government. That's Thank- racist, Amber. Thanks, Trump. It's really rock boy. What's up? Is that a little feltist? I'm sorry. Yeah. What's up, motherfuckers? The felty's back. The felty is back and in full effect. Yeah. Uh, if you are. You- yeah. I got to point it out. Yes. Have you Novocaine your mouth? I may have just come from the dentist, <laughs> listener. If, it, if it's annoying, I apologize. I think it was something else. I think he had some kind of... Uh, you know, if you hadn't I think you had to blow out, somebody before the show. <laughs> what? Oh, What's shit. going on? It, it wouldn't be our... Sh- so before the show, listener, Imran was debating if we should acknowledge this, and we, we go, nah, well, we won't acknowledge it. But uh, as you were talking, I thought to myself, <laughs> we're honest about everything. So if someone's going to sound a little off, I got to be honest about yeah, it. I no, can't just ignore this. I, no, you're right. You're absolutely right to call me out. Look, and if are if, you drinking water? Is it coming down your, the side of your face? Every glass is a it? dribble glass in my house right now. <laughs> Who did that? Who replaced all these glasses with dribble glass? Look, the reason is because I ha- I am a walking medical mystery. I have so many things. Do you know how many times I've gone to the doctor and I've told them what I have? And they've been like, well, I've never seen this before. They just leave. Yeah. They, they just leave just the like, room you know immediately. They're right. like, fuck this. Like, I'm going to get the next guy. So yeah. uh, <laughs> let's just say uh, I got a thing going on in my mouth that sounds a little weird. We'll, we'll power <laughs> through it. It may be fixed by next week. No guarantees, but that's what I'm aiming for. <laughs> New listener, if this hasn't turned you away already, please check out the show notes at our website, jockandnerd.com. Slash two six three. Oh my god, this is gonna be fun. Uh, I love I love this. Say a lot of S's, Imran. I'm gonna try to restrain myself. <laughs> seashells, from seashells, by the seashore. Our show notes will have links to everything we talk about, including uh some awesome celebrity videos, guys. <laughs> oh, they, I can't even go on now. Somebody <laughs> intro this. We before we get to the geek news, guys. Yes. We have not one, not two, not three. Four new celebrity shout-outs. Why are you guys spending money on this? This is completely pointless, this guys. This is for the fourth week Stop in a row. It. I love it. Too many. I Some love of them it. are good. I like them. All right. I, I like I, them? I, I like them. I just... 
I, I don't hope, know. You know, I hope people I don't feel, feel bad, bad for them. I feel bad for the people spending their money on this because we have no way. Like, it's cool for our show and people listen. We could probably play some of these promos in the front. And it gives us some get, cred. It gives us a little cred that we have fans that will pay other people to do stuff for us. Well, people don't have to know that this was paid for. Oh, they will. I think everybody knows <laughs> Cameo.com about now and the crazy site where you can... The cool, the cool thing is when you show this to someone that has no idea what the fuck Cameo is, they're like, oh my gosh, that's yeah, awesome. Wild. Plus, if you stumble on the show and you hear these celebrities saying our name, it sounds yeah. a lot better than coming out of my mouth right now. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> All of their teeth, real are teeth are gonna still start, in Are you just going to start whistling for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be saying uh, a lot. <laughs> Look, this first this, one, I might be able to get a couple sentences in this, this show. <laughs> you guys, you're gonna, you're gonna have to, I uh, have to do some lifting. You both are gonna do some heavy lifting. You're gonna have to step up a little right, bit. I don't. You're the one who's gonna start coughing. This, and die. I, probably. I have lots <laughs> of water, but it just dribbles right out of my mouth. So I don't mm. know how that's gonna work. This first one comes from our buddy David Mobley, Rug Boy, nerd. your biggest fan on Twitter. Yeah, uh, and confirming David does listen to the show. Thank he you for must listening. Have, yes. because we talked about last week how we had the Andy Milanakis right. and we had Riff Raff, which is two thirds of Three Loco, correct? A rap group uh, which has uh, some funny songs, and the other one that rounding out third is Dirt Nasty, aka Simon Rex, or whatever. And uh, now we have this clip played, Imran. Hey, this is for the Jock and Nerd Podcast. This is Simon Rex, a.k.a. Dirt Nasty, baby. You know, I like to listen to the Jock and Nerd podcast when I'm driving to work. Wait a minute, I don't have a job. So I like to listen to it when I'm driving to your mama's house. Ha <laughs> ha. You tired of boring podcast shows? These guys at Jock and the Nerd are the funniest, most entertaining nerds on earth. So check it out, baby dick. How <laughs> did you know about my dick? He knew about your baby dick. He's at my he mom's knew about house. about my dick. Let me give some props to David Mobley. First off, for listening to the show. Yes, thank you. Second, for completing the trifecta. And third, I think this is the best cameo yet in terms of uh, the content provided. Lots by of Dirt points. Nasty. He said David. his name. He yep. said the Jock and Nerd podcast. Perfect. He said that we were awesome. Perfect. And then he told us uh, about my dick. Perfectly my dick. usable as That's the a trifecta. drop. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. And we've got all of three logos. Simon Rex, guys, best known for scary movies three through five. And he banged Jamie Presley, I think, oh, those, which is oh, the oh, biggest sorry. accomplishment. That's a way bigger accomplishment than the our, scary movies. That was our Margot Robbie. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> Jamie Presley looks exactly like Margot Robbie. That was all old fucks Margot Robbie. Before I, it was Margot I enjoyed Robbie. Jamie Presley as a youngin. Yeah. Yeah. That was Who great. Who did it? Yes. A lot of Just people did. look up some Simon, Playboy pics right Simon now. Simon Rex enjoyed yeah. Jamie Presley also. Yeah. So, dude, that was awesome, David. Thank right you. Don't, don't. You're going to get distracted. There's so many naked pictures. Here we go. Let's move on to another one. There's three more. If you are a fan of sci-fi show Ghost Hunters. Rugs, you know that show Ghost Hunters? Uh, I don't watch it, but I know people who do watch it. It's got a huge fan base. Apparently, I think it yeah. was like the first show to like make the, all the ghost hunting shows popular. Like these guys did it first. I, I feel like lots of chicks like watching ghost stuff. Well, if you're a fan of Ghost Hunters, you will know who this guy is. This is Jason Hawes, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. I've seen a lot of things in my life, but nothing freaks me out like antique porcelain dolls. No, even worse, puppets. Puppets no. come into life. Fuck you. That's impossible. Right? Right, guys? Talking nerd. No. Things happen. Listen, you believe in ghosts? You go around, you hunting ghosts? Well, you know, 
Uh, puppets do come to life, yeah. Jason. I'm sorry to break the break it to you, but you're right. You believe in ghosts. You're gonna believe in a in a, a live puppet. That's what we have. He's a filthy. I didn't American. come to life. I was already a dude that turned into a puppet. It was more of a transformation. So yeah, it's a transfer. It's like you know, a disease. Very Kafka esque. Yes. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Yes. No one knows what Kafka is except for me and you, Imran. <laughs> yes. Metamorphosis. Read a book, people. Anthony, uh, what do you think of that one? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Ghost Hunter. <laughs> I'm like Brundle Rugs. <laughs> Brundle Rugs? Grendel? Yeah, like, no, like Brundle Fly. Uh, that guy has a lot of fans, and he seems like a very sincere, <laughs> no, he, he seems no, like a very nice, nice guy. guy. Love the Jason Hawes. Nah, he seems, dude, he sounds like a dude I, we should have in the podcast. Absolutely. We love talking about ghost shit. I think he offered to come on, and we think we may just take Let's him up. Let's get him, All right, we'll do it. We're going to do that. You heard that. All you right. better get him, or I'll get him on the spinoff. Yeah, well, one of us will get him. No, you get we'll them. tag team them. Yeah, okay. Go. All right. <laughs> You'll enjoy that. That took a turn. <laughs> that took a weird turn. Okay, this next one, uh, I'm not going to introduce. I'll tell you who it is, but I think you will recognize this voice listener. You've heard others, but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Here, Imran. Anthony and Rugboy, as they talk over one another, swear and ask you for money. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, yeah, nerd. That's my Get favorite one. Nerd. That is great. That's fantastic. We have to put a bed of like, uh, like, uh, like music, like uh, epic music oh, behind it. Just wait. This one's amazing, and I think there's going to be more. That's John Bailey, of course, that is the awesome. voice of the Honest Trailers. That needs to be. Everywhere and anywhere we have. We are, I th- and I've been. Wor- I'm, I think I'm going to work on a new show intro. We're going to use his voice. The, the new promo that we send out to shows. Yes. We are definitely going to cut us into that. Yes, uh, yes, amazing. Yes. John Bailey will be utilized. This is how we can use these. Thank you so much. Finally, surprise! You guys haven't heard this. This one literally just came in minutes before we started recording, and I was able to throw it in. Check this out. <laughs> Oh, hi. I didn't hear you come in. This is Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Now, if somebody could please explain to me what a geek boner is, my life would be complete. Until then, rock on, nation. Yeah, the shout-out. Walking Dead. Walking Dead, Ross Marquand. Shout-out to the nation. Geek, That's geek the Red Skull. Oh, my oh. God. That one's amazing. We are using all these. What a crazy. They all can be used. Yes. What a crazy group of clips we have here. As, as long as the fans, the people that are paying for this, don't feel bad about it. And keep them coming. Why keep them coming. I love these. It's kind of fun every week. Let's get some broads involved. Ah, oh, yeah. oh, I think Rugs is on to something. Well, there's your mission. Cameo.com, I mean women. Guys. You, I mean yes, women. Yes. I don't mean broads. Respect I mean them, Rugs. That's the New York Cameo.com is where you can go. And uh, really, they should be sponsoring our show at this point. Uh, a lot of money has been given to them on our behalf from our listeners. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Let's get to the news. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Hey, you guys, uh, remember that there's still like this X-Men movie coming out from Fox, even though Disney bought Fox? Right. Uh, What? Yeah, there's still an X-Men movie. It's the Dark Phoenix. The Dark Phoenix. And late last night on an episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live, uh, Jessica Chastain was on. She's in the movie. And they just kind of let this trailer slip out. They debuted the trailer, but it kind of felt like they just kind of wanted to let this one slide. Did anybody else get that feeling? 
100%. I, I, like just I, when slip I, by. When I was going to bed, I saw it came out. I, I debated on watching it, and I did just because I couldn't stop myself. Right. But I thought to myself, why is this coming out at midnight? Do they want this to fail? There's no hype behind this. I mean, Kimmel has released trailers before for MCU movies, but usually but, it's been a big usually, thing. Yeah. And usually they do some hype before it. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll have the guest on. They'll it's say, a promo. Yeah. Yeah. There's a promo. See it on social media. Yeah. They're like, Everyone look up knows this. Tune in. Tune in. Yeah. Right. They didn't. No tune in. And I wonder why. Did you guys get a, a look at this trailer? Yeah. The I second trailer, Rugs. I watched it. Uh, what are your thoughts on what are they showing us here? I mean... It feels watered down. It feels like we've been here before. She's got the fucking coat on. <laughs> the same that Famke Jensen it's wore. It's the Dark Phoenix coat. You gotta have the coat. You gotta wear the coat. She doesn't wear a coat. She wears like a cool outfit with a bird on it. That's she, true. Now she's, wearing, she's wearing a coat. Yeah. I don't know. It feels weak. Uh, a little bit, uh, Anthony. I just don't like Sansa Stark as Jean uh, Grey. To be honest, yeah, with you. That's we don't. I mean, that- we don't really know any of these people. Anthony, were you whelmed, underwhelmed, overwhelmed? Uh, not only do they decide to release this at midnight, yeah. not only is this a movie that, if you have been following, has had uh, quite a bit of production problems, but they also decide to then blow a plot point in this movie by just basically revealing that, yeah, uh, Dark Phoenix kills. Mystique. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, there's kind of a huge <laughs> spoiler in this movie. It reminds me of the Terminator Genesis when they Jennifer showed... Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, just exactly uh, the same as, Gen- as Terminator. Terminator. We're talking over each other. It's fine. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you're right. Terminator Gen- Genesis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very interesting that they decided to just reveal that they're killing Jennifer Lawrence right in the beginning of the trailer. And I mean, the trailer, after watching this trailer, I kind of feel like I've seen most of the movie already, and I've seen this before. And here's a word that I don't normally use. Uh, It's kind of awful. (laughs) This trailer, awful. Oh, wow. It's awful. There's a, there's, okay, here's a couple couple That's of a strong words yes. coming and from I kept, I'm like, is this, what do I, I'm like, I think this is actually kind of awful. The couple of bits I do like, I like when she's crushing Magneto's head using his helmet. You know, that's kind of badass. At least she gets the Phoenix in space, like in the comics, they're in space. But uh, aside from that, I'm like not, I have no geek boner. If this doesn't excite me. I uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Why? What is this? I think this has got to be better than Age of Apocalypse, though. You it's think so? It's got to be. It can't yes. be worse. Oh. I don't know. I've heard it could be because, worse. Because Age of Apoc- like Apocalypse was such a letdown in that the visualization of that character, like the way they brought Apocalypse to life, it was so just negative. It was just terrible. It was like weak sauce. So uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to ever like do what the comics did with Dark Phoenix, but I think that as long as Jean Grey has this crazy amount of power and can do anything she wants, I think that at least it's somewhere in the ballpark. You know, like, like Apocalypse is nowhere near <laughs> the ballpark. Like, I think is this could be better than Apocalypse, which is not saying much. It's just seems so uninspired. And it's just a shame to see where this franchise is now. Uh, uh, and it just, uh, I've seen the whole movie. Like she, they're going to go to space. She gets the Phoenix. She kills Mystique. Then Jessica Chastain is alien. She's going to manipulate her. Uh, there's probably a big fight in the city. That's the only thing they're not showing. This is like the opposite marketing strategy of Endgame, which I also thought was funny. Where they're, you know, instead of showing nothing, they're like, "Hey, just show everything. Who cares anymore?" <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. 
I'm not at all enthused about this one. Uh, it's been coming out June 7th, so uh, it'll be a summer release. Look, I'm, we're going to see another awesome Quicksilver scene, of course, and it looks like you get to see Storm actually do stuff and the other characters. But you know what? I don't, I don't really know these characters. Like, you're showing me Cyclops and all these new characters. I'm not really invested. Uh, Anthony, why should I care? I don't know how to get excited for this movie. I'm not excited either. I don't no. have the guy to convince you. Oh, it's, the thing is, too, is... In, I, I mean, this is sound like, as if I'm being a little hypocritical because of the MCU, but I feel like we've just hung out with these X-Men characters so long. Long time, yeah. And for whatever reason, these characters just... I don't care to see them anymore. They've gotten stale. Yeah, yeah, it seems to have run its course. I don't think for Marvel sure. should even touch these guys for a while. Yeah, you might be right. You got to let give it some time and then just restart it your own way with new teenagers or something or a new school and we get to meet them. Uh, because you know what is a better X-Men fucking thing that's out right now than this? Umbrella Academy on Netflix. I finished it. It is so good. I loved it. So much fun. Anthony, you got to watch. Rugs. I will. I will. Okay. I watched a couple episodes. Rugs, have you watched any of it? Yeah, a couple episodes. Thoughts so far, without spoiling. Um, I feel like that I'm on the precipice of it getting very good. Okay. Like I think the first two episodes were like a like a a plotting like you know chore to get through. Yeah. Some of them like there's a lot of exposition and you gotta there's like set up get a feel for the characters and then know what the fuck's going on. But I feel like that we're about to turn a corner and it's going to get good. So I'm hoping that's what happens. I was into this thing from the beginning. Like I couldn't wait to watch every episode. The mystery is great. The character development, the character driven plot is so good. It's like X-Men meets Watchmen and it's really weird. Uh, I think this is going to be huge for them, but I found this interesting article from the conversation.com right. talking about who we have really to thank for these binge-worthy, character-driven shows. Everything from Buffy to Game of Thrones to Umbrella Academy. And speaking of X-Men, it is none other than Chris Claremont really changed the game when he took on writing X-Men in 1975. Rux, would you agree? I mean, he really did like uh, create the archetype of a, a gang show yes like, uh, the gang they get it they the gang gets together and they do it's like scooby-doo they get get together and they don't solve a mystery but they they all use their respective talents together they have infighting and they have it's kind of like you know you could say that uh fantastic four started all of it of course sure but i think yeah. x-men did it in a way that was about uh it felt a little bit more hip and more with it and more tied into today more current more realistic yes yeah. absolutely uh, Chris Claremont was supposed to just, he was 24 when he started, was supposed to just be on six issues and went on to write X-Men for 16 years. And that is some of the best X-Men stories you are going to read. And the reason he did this is the mandate at the time was you were supposed to make every issue uh, open enough for new readers. Stan Lee always said every issue could be someone's first issue. So what you would see is them repeating the setup a lot and a lot of exposition and a lot of here's the origin again and again. Claremont was like, fuck that. All I care about are the characters and their relationships. And uh, that's really the reason when he left, why he had to leave, because he he just didn't, he, there was a mandate from the company, you got to do this, he didn't want to do it. But he has influenced any kind of binge-worthy, character-driven show you watch that you love. Uh, I think it, it does, it all starts with Claremont and the X-Men. Yeah, he did an incredible run. He just did, 
one of the great runs that people still talk about to this day. They even reference it in that show. In Deadly uh, Class. Yeah, Yeah. they said like that fucking run of the Dark Phoenix is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, the whole run is great. Uh, Anthony, have you read any of uh, Claremont's X-Men from back in the day? I don't know. Would you? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I have. Maybe. Would I? Yeah, sure. Why not? You got the Reavers. You got fucking uh, Evolutionary War. You got fucking Dark Phoenix. I've read parts of Dark Phoenix. So so many things. So many great I mean, things. you read that and you really. Genosha. Yeah, the Genosha thing, which will probably be in Dark Phoenix, but you read that and you realize how much potential is in this that they have kind of like this franchise is just now shitting on. But things like Umbrella Academy and Deadly Class and, and uh, Buffy are, are carrying on the thing. And so this movie's going to suck, but we have Umbrella Academy, which is a better X Men thing. Listener, let me know what you think about the Dark Phoenix trailer. Let us know. Join our Facebook group. It's called the Jock and Nerd Nation. It's closed exclusive just for you you can chop it up hang out with <laughs> chop it up chop it up with our listeners mike rips in the nation uh there's a link on our contact page jockinner.com slash contact and you will also find a link to our ig account hit oh, us yeah. up on hit, the gram follow us on the gram at jockinerd on the ig uh come by say hello posting fun stuff okay let's do a little oscars recap oscars 29 91st Oscars. I know it's all bullshit. Nobody cares. Why didn't Lady Gaga just make out with Bradley Cooper? They almost did. I thought they, they were going to kiss. I felt it. I they felt were it. very close. Did you watch that? Did you actually watch that? Did anybody watch this? I didn't watch the I whole thing. I no. did not watch the Oscars at all. Nothing? You didn't see any clips or anything? I saw some clips. Yeah. I turned it on when it was probably the last 30 minutes or so. I watched most of it. And uh, to your point, Anthony, that song, Shallow, like it's it's just okay. I don't know why people are going crazy over the shallow. It did win, I think. But like, I was like, yeah, it's okay. But yeah, I thought they were going to kiss, but they didn't. They should kissed. A couple of big things did happen. Marvel Studios wins its first three Oscars. Was Kevin oh, Feige shit. there Kevin, to pick it up? Kevin Feige was, he was there. He's uh, Feige? Fe- I don't know what he is. He was there, but he didn't pick it up because the Oscars that they won were for Black Panther. It won Best Production Design. Best costume design and best original score. Okay. Which is awesome. I think it deserves all of those. Yeah. Of course, Green Book won the best picture, but the fact that it was nominated for best picture is amazing. Also, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse wins. Oh, shit. Yes. Geek Boner. Best animated feature, just like we thought it would. It won the Golden Globes. Yeah, sure. And everything followed. Uh, Anthony, you sent us a note about this, which uh, it it was, uh, I didn't realize it, but you were absolutely right. Lord and Miller get fired from solo earlier in this year, last year, and then go on to win an Oscar. Yeah. What? Yeah, for an animated <laughs> film, Imran, you got to put it in perspective, uh, which also had like multiple directors and lots of writers. Yeah. And but I mean, what was it up against the, 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 the incredible, it beat a Pixar movie and a Disney movie. And yeah, that was I mean, Anderson like, movie. That's not really hard to do. No? It's, first of all, it was a sequel to Incredibles that was like 10 years too late. This is the first time since 2011 that a a, a Pixar movie has not won uh, the award or a Disney yeah, movie. So it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So yeah. they broke a, they broke a streak there. I, I, I more pointed out so that Lord and Miller can go back to Disney and go, fuck yeah. Yeah. We we're, we're Oscar winners. We didn't need your shitty solo anyway. <laughs> Uh, but good for them, dude. I was, we could do it without you. Yeah, see, they're they're. I mean, it's they're better in the animated well, you're comedy. Acting like, no, uh, I know. <laughs> like first of all, like 
this shit wasn't already handed to them on a plate. Right. Like, it was fucking... Miles Morales already was successful. People loved him. They 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 had the Spider-Verse idea, the character. They What did they invent? Nothing. All they did was bring that character to, to the screen with some jokes. Well, and the fresh style and the technology of the animation was kind of... You think that they came up of, with that? No, they did. No. Okay, <laughs> come on. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. Give them way too much Look, credit. Shout out to the whole team that worked on that movie. You know how it is. There's hundreds of people. They all yeah. deserved best animated feature. And then uh, Infinity War was up for best visual effects and loses to First Man, a movie about... Uh, was that the Neil Armstrong movie? Yeah. I th- and the great thing about the First Man yeah. is that the effects are basically the kind that you don't see. Like, they're... They're not meant to be seen. They're meant to like kind of fly under the radar. To like be you don't seamless. So yes. that's why. Huh. Because I was like, haven't we seen space like go into space realistic movies before? Yeah. Uh, how could this uh, beat Infinity War? But- I don't know. I guess they thought that that was more of a c- accomplishment where I couldn't even tell that there was any kind of effects. Like it's not like obvious effects like in Infinity War. Uh, so yeah. I guess they thought that that was more of an, uh, an accomplishment where like. Hey, you made a movie that didn't look like it had any effects in there. What the fuck? <laughs> you win. Yeah. You, win. you didn't really go into space? All right, well, give me the Oscar. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but there was a little... Was a, I heard it was a boring-ass movie, but I didn't see it yet. So I might, I might be talking some shit, because if I watch it, I think it's great. Yeah. And then I'm going to feel like a I dick. I mean, you but. make a good point. Like, you shouldn't notice the effects if they if they do it right, and you just buy like That it. fucking shit was, was it real? <laughs> I mean, Infinity oh, War, you're going to notice the effects. Yeah. It's like, a movie what would you do if planet. you watched a movie and the person in the movie was a completely CGI? You didn't know it. That would be wild. And he found out like later. You had no idea. Yeah. I actually, I have had had that happen. Oh, yeah. Oh. With Rogue One. Rogue One. Yes. <laughs> you didn't know. That, kind of dead. that dude's been dead since 1995, Anthony. So, I was well, like, okay. Uh, how they get him to show up for this? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was, uh, yeah, that one fooled a lot of people. But uh, that one fooled me. I don't yeah. know if it Not fooled me. a lot of people, <laughs> but it fooled me. I knew I, the guy was dead, but I was like, what's wrong with I that guy's no face? no clue the guy was dead. <laughs> oh. oh, cool. See, that's when it works. Uh, here's a couple of other kind of historical firsts for this year's Oscar. A lot of cool things happened. 13 women captured the Oscars, which is uh, beats the previous record set in 2007. Uh, 2019 set a new record for the most individual black winners, including black best supporting actor, actress, costume design, production design, adapted screenplay. Black Panther production designer Hannah Beachler, first African-American winner in the category. Black Panther costume designer Ruthie Carter, first black winner in that category. Right. Uh, of course, Marvel Studios wins its first Oscars. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse director Peter Ramsey becomes the first African-American director to win an Oscar for animated feature film. Alfonso Cuaron won best cinematography for Roma, becoming the first director to ever win for serving as his own director of photography. Also, Roma, first film from Mexico to win the Oscar for best foreign language film. Uh, Maharshala Ali becomes the first black actor to win two Oscars for best supporting actor. Only He's only the second African-American actor to win multiple Oscars after Denzel. And this one I love, Spike Lee won, wins his first Oscar. Oh, shit. Uh, for adapted screenplay for Black Klansmen. Yeah, this was a gimme. Like, he would, like... He deserved it for Malcolm X. Yes, he didn't he get it. He didn't it. get nominated, I don't think. No, he deserved it for so many things. And uh, yeah. I'm glad he finally got it for adapted screenplay because that, that is a tough category. I heard that he put up a stink, though, when uh, oh, I, I believe, Green Book yeah, won. I heard he like, walked out. 
And he said something like, every time I lose, it's to somebody who's driving somebody. <laughs> yeah, shit. Oh, shit. Driving Miss Daisy probably was yeah, the yeah. other one. Oh, man. Yeah, he got, but he was weird. He, they would cut to him and he was making weird faces. He turned his like back to Marsha Ali when he when they won the movie. I don't know. It was very strange, but he did have yeah, a, he had weird. a pretty good pretty good acceptance speech. So good for Spike. So uh, 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 lots of interesting things, and I also not very gracious though, Spike Lee. No, <laughs> I also read there was the viewers were actually up on this one because I think everyone was like, "What do you do without a host?" This is the first time, and I don't it doesn't think fucking it. matter. The, I don't think no, that was it. it did, I thought, yeah, really? No, no. I think yeah. I was gonna say I think it's the the Black Panther. The Black Panther effect was bringing more viewers. Hmm, could be not only that, but getting even a star was born. The yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody was in there, right? Well, yeah, a lot of really popular, a lot films. of popular yes, stuff, blockbuster yeah. movies. Yeah, and Remy Malik did win Best Actor. Uh, right, but turns out so this is the first time in thirty years that they have not had a host. It turns out you don't really need a host after all. It was fine. Just they had people coming in and doing hosting have, things. Yeah, and you have the announcer lady setting up here's this person to give show you this nominee. Yeah, you that's fine. It was great. It was fine. What was the problem? Worked out. I'm great. saying this as if I watched the whole show. I watched 30 minutes. It was still like over three <laughs> hours long, even though they didn't have any hosts. But uh, good for dude, Marvel Studios Black Panther winning Oscars is amazing. They cracked. Uh, they cracked that Oscar category. Pretty cool. Okay. I got one thing of news from the DC universe of movies. Will Smith apparently out of the Suicide Squad sequel. Is anybody? Oh shit! Is anybody sad about this? The Suicide. They're Squad. gonna recast him. You think they'll recast him or just not use? Deadpool? I saw an article on Twitter. I don't really? know if it's true. I don't know if they'll do that. I, I'm not sad. I'm just indifferent. The movie. Why doesn't he want to do it? Because the other one got so much shit for I don't being. Know, I don't know if that's that or if they just decide they just want a clean slate and don't want to use him. Well, I think he didn't want to do it. Is that what it is? Yeah. Why wouldn't they want him on there? He's got a a draw. Sources say scheduling was the ultimate factor, and the decision was made on amicable terms. He's busy ruining Aladdin right now. He doesn't have time to to be in the Suicide Squad. I liked his dead shot, but I'm also open for James Gunn and a whole new fucking thing. Just forget that movie happened. Start fresh. Will Smith needs like a bonafide hit. No he does. problem. Yeah, he's like, I'm tired of pussy putting around in these little ass movies. He's been he's been like kind of like swinging and missing. So yeah, it's been a while since anyone's talked about him. Yeah. Well, now people are talking about him because he's blue. Yes, yeah. and they, it's not a good thing. People are talking about him, and they're talking about him. How's he so jacked? How would he get so big? That's not his body. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, so yeah, what you know. Uh, it's fine. Give us a new. Uh, uh, funnily enough, that is the one movie that that won an Oscar. DC Warner Brothers won an Oscar for Suicide Squad. Remember, best costume. Uh, so they beat Marvel with oh, an, Oscar yeah, winning movie. an Oscar winning movie. The Suicide Squad is an Oscar winning movie. How weird is that? To say that mean, you could just tells you it means nothing. Yeah, sure. You could look up a shit ton of films. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Won Oscars, oh yeah. You'd, you'd question. Absolutely. You, or so. you question. Wow, I never would have thought that I'd associate that. That thing won an, an Oscar. There's an aspect of a film that could win an Oscar. Yeah, uh, the show means nothing. All right, let's move on to some MCU go news. That far, but all right, no, means something. <laughs> I don't. I was sad that Black Panther they didn't uh, Kendrick Lamar or they they were going to perform that song, but they pulled out. It was the only. Oh really? Yeah, it was the only, supposed to perform. All the other best song nominations performed except for the Black Panther song. Well. Oh. Well, it's a good song. I, I thought like they it. had like Post Malone doing something. Ah, uh, did he? He might have done the the Spider Verse. Was there a Spider Verse song? I don't yes, remember. There is, but I don't know if he did anything because I didn't watch it. Yes, 
I saw Lady, like an I idiot. saw the Gaga and the Bradley Cooper almost make out. It's great. <laughs> you guys, uh, Captain Marvel's coming out less than a week. It's going to be huge. You know, they're estimating opening weekend out. It should probably make 100 to 120 million. Well, it's getting trolled on the internet and they've shut it down yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes had to remove that uh, want to see category. Whatever, who cares? They're dumb. You shouldn't have had that there anyway. And they're like, oh, we're just not going to post reviews of things that haven't come out yet. No yeah, shit. Sounds logical. <laughs> Whoever's doing that is stupid. Yes, it's just dumb and forcing them to. But apparently they're revamping the whole site and they're like, there's going to be new things and a new look. Yeah, how about scores that actually reflect what the movie is? Yes. How about that? How about, how about like, st- do what like your site's supposed to do. Yes. Instead of letting like don't just like have people review a movie and then you you just give it a score. And they decide the binary fresh or rotten based on yeah, and you so have, stupid. it doesn't make any sense. It should be a little more nuanced. Maybe they're gonna fix that. Make the motherfuckers who fucking write the things have to decide a number. Right. Give me a number and you can aggregate. And then it. you can average it out. That makes sense. And then the number changes. One to ten. Let's keep it simple. Well, they have it's the average rating bullshit. for stuff, but nobody looks at yeah, that number. That no one looks at that. Yeah. So Captain Marvel's going to do fine. I don't think the trolling's going to hurt. People are dumb. They tried it for Star Wars. They tried it for Black Panther. It doesn't really do anything. It just gives the movie more momentum. I like the memes, and, though. They're yeah, funny. They are pretty funny. And it's comedy like of, gold. Uh, Brie Larson's, like, angry face. Yes. It's pretty fucking funny. Uh, uh, then they had one with, like, uh, Brie Larson's, like, CGI face. And they, they have it, like up, up, like, up against, like, Black Panther's last ending scene and oh, like shit. <laughs> the floating heads in Infinity War. All the bad CGI. Like, that's all the DC guys that like yeah. hate Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like trying to point out how bad the CG is in yeah, Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's kind of a waste of time. Anthony. Yes. Uh, Avengers Infinity War. I'm opened. paying attention. Okay, good. I'm just, I'm just checking to see. I have to all say right. your name every now and then. Make sure. You could just win that argument by showing the Superman face. You're and still. Going, Fuck you. <laughs> yes. Superman's <laughs> fucking Cavill's floaty <laughs> lip. What about this? No, Anthony, my question is to you. Uh, Infinity War last April opened to $258 million opening weekend. Yes. What do you think the prediction is for Avengers Endgame's opening weekend so- tally? You said 248? 258. 258. Yeah. I'm going to go 220. Oh, Here's you were going under? I'm going to go under. Oh, Here's why. Okay. Yes. That made a ton of money, Avengers Infinity War. And this is supposedly the last film or the end of this saga. Yes. This Marvel phase. Films. Yes. So there will be a ton of hype. But Infinity War was marketed as the movie to see because all the characters are in it. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't that movie. No, this is a different this is marketing. A, this is the sequel. Yeah. And there hasn't been a ton of marketing for it. Granted, I like that. Yeah. But there isn't the promise of seeing everybody in this movie. Mm. So with that in mind, I don't think as many people will go out and see this. This isn't the must-see event that Infinity War was marketing itself. That's as. interesting. They're really banking on people, their good faith from you're, the first movie. Yes. You're banking on the fact that everyone enjoyed the first movie and, and will come over and want to find on. the resolution. Yeah. Interesting rugs uh, over under two fifty eight Avengers Endgame opening weekend prediction. I say just maybe it it'll probably go to sixty. I would say so over. You're going over. Uh, yeah. Actual retail price, listener. Bloomberg predicts two hundred and eighty two million. Wow. Uh, opening weekend, $24 million more than Infinity Fuck War. Fuck Bloomberg. They don't know anything. Bloomberg I don't even know who is that just is. the only, it's the, like the only financial, you know, they're uh, big in financial news. But uh, that is crazy because Ant-Man and the Wasp, total box office, 
$216 million <laughs> domestic. This movie will clearly make more than Ant-Man did in its whole run in the U.S. You think? Uh, but I think it will go... <laughs> I think it will go over, and I think Captain Marvel is going to help, similar to kind of how Black Panther helped, but I think this is going to be even a bigger push as it's going to be even more tied into exactly what we're what we're going to see in Endgame. I mean, up until I talked to you like five minutes ago, I didn't know when Captain Marvel was coming out. March 8th, very soon. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's coming out this soon? Oh, shit. Trust me, once this thing hits and the reviews come out and the word of mouth spreads... Um, I think there's a lot of stuff we're going to, a lot of Easter eggs for the next movie for, and I think it's going to be really good. Uh, as far as what's next, Kevin Feige has said they have planned, they have plans for the next five or six years, but of course they're going to wait until after Far From Home, obviously, huh. to announce anything further. Now, here's what's weird. There may be a really long time after this phase is over, after this version of the MCU ends. Here's why. Uh, Captain Mar- uh, Infinity War comes out late April. You have Spider-Man Far From Home, but technically that's like a Sony movie. So if you're going straight MCU, the next release date they have is May 1st, 2020. That's 10 months away. Also, people have noticed Rob Leefield tweeted, still wrapping my head around the fact that there are no Marvel movies currently filming. So a full year absent Marvel movies following Spider-Man. That's weird because, as you know, since 2008, Marvel's been giving us two movies a year, three movies these last two years. Now we're going to go about 10 months, but I think, what do you think will be the announcement after Endgame, you guys? What, what, uh, it has to be huge. The announcement? Is yes. There, so they're teasing something? After Endgame and Far From Home, what are they, what, what's their slate going to be? Well, that let let me just point out, although technically you're right. Far From Home is a MCU movie, so... It still is, so... And it's produced in conjunction with Marvel Studios. So. Now you're talking, like, July to next right. May, but still, What if they stretch. start filming the minute Endgame comes out? I thought Eternals was a starting production also, is what I heard, and there's going to be crazy uh, cosmic stuff. I heard stuff. about that, yes. Eternals. Yes. I don't think that's enough to get anyone, anyone super excited. I think Eternals and Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi are coming. There's that one. Um, Doctor Strange is going to come. Black Panther sequel. Going to see U M again. Yeah, I mean, come again. Um, Cumber Snatch. Yes, the Cumber Snatch. But I think the big announcement is going to be X Men. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think they should lay off that. I think they should too. But I think that's the thing that will keep people. Oh, I'm going to see the X Men now in the MCU. Well, that deal is supposed to be finalized mid March. Uh, right. from what all points are the doing. The timing is going to work out. And whether that's enough time to put a stinger at the end of Endgame that uh, alludes to that or teases that would be fucking crazy. That is one way to do it. Here's, uh, Ruggs, what do you think? What else do you think is going to be in there? I think they should stay away from X-Men. Yeah. I don't think they should do anything with Fantastic Four, really. Right. Um, I think they should do something with Doom. Uh, Doctor Doom. Yeah. Hmm. I think that Doctor Doom is like such a huge player, and they should be, they should introduce him in oh, that'd be awesome. some kind of great way. Uh, maybe you can do it like a a backdoor Fantastic Four, but it's really about Doom. Holy shit! Doom is in the post credit scene of Endgame or something. Maybe mm. I'd love it. I'd love to see Doom on screen done correctly. Absolutely, and I- like Doom is like. Everything that you need. He's he's Iron Man. He's like evil Iron Man. Yeah. He's Lex Luthor. He's Lex Luthor. 
He's fucking got his own country. Yeah. He's fucking got his own robots. And so he's shit. like Namor or, or T'Challa as the leader of a country. They can do a Namor if they want to do that a Namor. That would be awesome. I think you can introduce Doom way before the Fantastic Four and use that to get to the Fantastic Four. Right. So I, he said, I think it's going to be a mix of obviously new characters and returning characters. Like we said, the Doctor Stranges, more Sp- or maybe more Spider-Man, we don't know, but the Black Panther. Uh, and I think part of this mix are going to be these Disney shows will be part of the official slate announcement because Feige has also said these shows are going to really weave together and connect with the MCU proper, unlike what they did with Netflix and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What if they do a new team with uh, Nova, Kamala Khan, ah, and all those fucking guys? That would be great. Champions or whatever. I think you could. I think Nova, you could possibly see Nova if they're doing internals. They've already set up uh, that planet where he's from. Yeah. I'd love to see Miss Marvel. But uh, the strategy of these characters like Loki and uh, the Cap- Cap Falcon and uh, Bucky show, what happens in these shows will reflect what happens the next time they are in the movies. Really? Yes. They said, because it's being, the whole thing, is, he, yeah. it's, all, it's all run by him. It's I not don't know. Like, I think they might do like a Marvel Rising type thing. Well, what do you guys think of that idea? Will that be enjoyable? Will it also help them get more people to pay for the fucking Disney Plus app? Yes, definitely help get more people to pay. Will it be, is it smart? If they can juggle it all, that seems like a tough juggle. But you have the same people who played them in the movies playing them in the TV shows. So I know, they've already set the, that up. The, but as has been established with the Netflix stuff, the timeline on TV shows and movies is completely different. True. So... He said stuff like sometimes these shows will take place like Captain Marvel did in a time before current events. Sometimes it'll happen during current events. Uh, so I, I, this is all very exciting. And I can't wait to see now that he said they've been working on weaving this together uh, for a while. So I really think their next announcement after Endgame is going to be a combination of movies and TV shows in the order. Like the Inhumans? Well, not quite the Inhumans. No, that no. didn't work. I don't know. <laughs> Again, that started as a movie, and then and then they made it on TV. I don't even know why they bothered going so bad. forward with that. What? A, that's such a terrible idea. That should have been X-Men. They wanted X-Men. They didn't have X-Men. The wrong, the wrong characters. Just that the was, wrong way uh, to go about it. That was a that's that a, was a big fuck up right, right there. Right? That was all Perlmutter. Yes, he had a hardcore for Inhumans. Like, I don't know why. You want to know what I would do if I was Marvel? What would you yes. do, Rod? There, you are all right. the head of Marvel I, Studios. I am what do we do? Kevin Feige. You're Fiji. Feige. Feige. Yes. yes. And um, I'm like, all right, looking at DC, and then they fucking suck. And I'm like, you know what? I could really take this the wind out of this DC sales right now if I do my own Justice League. Okay. And I'll take Hyperion. Oh. I'll take uh, Power Princess. Ju- all of those ones from that that uh, Squadron Supreme. Yeah. And do that. Not because a, that's yeah. the Justice League and our Marvel's version of the Justice League. But you have Marvel's version of Batman in there. Uh, yeah. But I, and a lot of people don't know these characters. So they doesn't matter. They can, right. They can have a lot of fun with it. They're just. Marvel's version of of uh, of those characters. That's all you need to know. It's like that's the, this is our Superman. It's a great fuck our... you. Be like, let me show you how to do this right, you motherfuckers. Yeah. So that's what you do, Rux. I think. Uh, yeah, I right. would fucking fuck DC up the ass so hard <laughs> that it could never walk for a week. 
<laughs> no, yo, DC's been fucked up the ass so hard. I think they they're feeling it now, and like Kevin, they've Suji- been walking bow legged for oh, a long time. For a long time, time. Uh, Kevin Sujihara, well, Aquaman. So. Yeah, well, but Sujihara's come out and's like, oh yeah, you know what? We're not connecting any of these movies. Uh, apparently, it, it's a lot stronger. The, the, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. It's just, a, it's just to teach a lesson to bad producers. Yes, it's nothing to do with DC yes. because. I do think DC is, you know, a groundbreaking company. They do so much great stuff, but at the same time, they just seem to be mismanaged and no one at Warner Brothers know what the, f- the fuck they're doing and they keep just fucking up. They get so close and then undo something yeah. good they do with a horrible decision. Yeah, so uh, they need to learn their lesson by watching another company just do what they should have done way better. That would have been the ultimate dick slap in the face. Like, just like... <laughs> Marvel <laughs> just owning DC and just showing them that this is how you do it. Here's you know, just slide. do Squadron Supreme. Do it. Get your hand off my penis! Like, just look slide. up Squadron Supreme. They have a Batman. They have a Green Lantern. They have a fucking Wonder Woman. They have a Superman. It's the exact fucking same thing. Who, Are you slapping your hands together there? Who came up with that? I'm clapping. I'm, that's <laughs> that new clap? thing where you clap when you're talking. I like it's that. It's supposed to make your point. Yes, I heard it. Yes. Now the emphasis was there. I felt yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you make that that noise though with felty hands. That was strange. Oh, it's my dick. Oh, oh okay. he's got, well, you got some <laughs> makes sense. Plastic with my baby dick. That's a baby dick. Nothing yeah. else needs to be said. Ah, uh, yeah. baby dick. I just slap it against the desk. <laughs> IG makes Squadron Supreme. I'm excited because look, we already know he's good at weaving these things together. He's been doing this for ten years, and it's done so well. Now that you can work with 10, 8 to 10 uh, episode uh, long form TV and weave that shit in, that's fucking awesome. You that do a Silver Surfer on Galactus. That'd be awesome. That would also be awesome. Uh, one final note in this whole thing, uh, confirming the, fa- the thing that we know that Disney will be using Hulu a lot for its R-rated content. So, you know, they had 30% of Hulu. Once they bought Fox, they got Fox's 30% of Hulu, giving them 60%. They are now in talks to get Warner Media, AT&T's 10% stake they want to buy for like $9 billion to give them 70% of Hulu. They're going in hard on Hulu, which means they're probably going to be putting out a lot of stuff there. And I'm hoping it's their adult, uh, more adult fare, which uh, that would be great on the Hulu. So they're gonna like porn. Yes, <laughs> I want to see Mickey Mouse railing Minnie Mouse, and I don't want it censored. Oh, I want to see Deadpool fucking. Well, we already see that. We could see we've seen that in the movie. But you could put your Deadpool here. You could bring back your your Daredevil and you know the uh, the Luke Cage. You could put that on here and make it uh, adult and darker. And there's no Disney branding anywhere Ooh. in sight. Fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. <laughs> oh shit Batman. is right. And with that, we're gonna take a quick break. Play some promos of some fun pods, and we'll be back with more geekiness right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get you back to your podcasty goodness now in a minute. First, we'd like to take a second to tell you about our marginally better podcast, the 365 Flex Podcast. I am the Scottish Weedon Whore Chris. And I am the Pissy X Video Stalker Kev. And we bring you the latest movie and TV news, reviews and rants. All that and a bunch of top fives that you really will not care about. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Libsyn and all other third-party 
podcasting apps. And on top of all that, you'll get free access to our indie talk. You'll hear us speaking with directors, producers, actors, comic book creators and artists about their experiences. Don't forget to drop us five stars and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters. Told them not to go in the water. Hi everyone, this is Hello. And this is Stephanie. And we're from the Gotham Lights Podcast and... The Orville Lights Podcast. The Gotham Lights Podcast is a fan cast dedicated to the television show Gotham. And sometimes the television show The Orville. And if either of these things tickle your fancy, then by all means, reach out to us on Twitter at Gotham Lights, on Facebook by searching Gotham Lights, and also by means of email, Gotham Lights Podcast at gmail.com. Hey, listener, if you haven't signed up to our awesome fan club at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, what are you doing? What are you doing with honest your life? Honest Trailers guy is telling you. The Honest Trailers guy. Or Ross, he warned you about this. Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead was here. Sign up to the fan club because what you get when you sign up is a, hours of bonus content, a whole nother podcast feed just for our fan club members bonus shows instant reactions early access to all the shows that come out here in the main feed you get to hear it there first before the rest of the world definitely a great deal uh this week i gotta say huge thanks to listener ralph bravo whoa bravo bravissimo You say his name, and it's like a compliment. Uh, He increased his support from $5 a month to $10 a month. Does anyone watch anything on Bravo, the channel Uh, anymore? Bravo used to have some good shit. Isn't the real house house of something on on Bravo? Bravo? Yes, my wife watches that. Unfortunately, every girl that you know watches that. Exactly. My wife watches that. I did used to watch... Vanderpump Rules, which probably then was also on Bravo. Bethany Frankel. Yeah. We have Bravo to thank for Bethany Frankel. We, yeah. She's can, a billionaire now, right? Or a millionaire. Yeah, she's like a skeleton with a lot of money. You can book her on Cameo.com if you want, listener. Get get your get your significant other right. a birthday she's from the richest skeleton Bethany there is. Frankel. But <laughs> back to Ralph Bravo, who is either uh, the head of the Bravo Network or a professional wrestler, or he's just animated. Or Johnny Bravo's or, brother. Or he's Johnny yeah. Bravo's distant cousin. I think Ralph Bravo is just a cartoon. He's like, he's just an animated American. $5 to $10 a month. He moved up to the You Pick It tier. Listener, if you give us $10 a month, you get to pick a movie. nerd. Ralph Bravo gets to pick a movie, and he's picked his movie, guys. Okay. He said on our our, uh, uh, Facebook page, in honor of the man with the largest pythons in the world, the immortal Hulk Hogan, my choice is a bad movie that I loved as a kid. Mr. Nanny. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I think I know this movie. I, I, okay. I don't think I've seen it. I just know I've seen previews for Anthony, it. What are you, you going to do <laughs> when Hulkamania runs wild on you, That's brother? Yes. Is this like Kindergarten Cop with Hulk Hogan in it? Yes. It is. Yes. 1993, starring Hulk Hogan, former professional wrestler, is hired to be the Very bodyguard bad. for a couple of bratty kids. Have you seen this, Anthony? I remember seeing it as a kid and then hearing about it afterwards as an as growing up as a very bad Are you movie. like soup to watch this again? I'm down to watch this. this I've never right. seen well, it. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> Sherman Hemsley is in it, Mr. Jefferson. Whoa. And Brutus. We there. We <laughs> We're moving on up. Uh, Brutus Beefcake. Get the door, Florence. <laughs> Florence. Him. 
the, you closer. The, him doing George Jefferson is so good with his rug boy voice. <laughs> that's the best I can do. I can't do like, I know, uh, good things. It makes it like better. <laughs> My voice doesn't allow for like uh, impressions. I love the Jeffersons. That's actually a great Sherman Hemsley. That's how it goes, buddy. It was fun. I even watched Sherman Hemsley on Amen later in his career. Anybody watch that wow. fucking show? Amen. Yeah. Uh, Brutus Beefcake's in this too. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. As himself. And then is this a wrestler? Alpha, Alpha, Anoa? Alpha, Anoa? Yes, yes. That's an old school wrestler. Alpha, Anoa, yeah. He's, Anoa, yeah, he's a yeah, wrestler. Anoa. He was one of the uh, the wild Samoans. Oh, Whoa. he's yeah. wild and he's Samoan. I love this pick. I'm super excited to review this movie for you, Ralph Bravo. Thank you for your support. Uh, and thank you to everyone this month. We are up. That's my dick. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, d- I just want to say. Bravo. No, no, I don't want to say that. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Oh, score yeah. Yes. Mr. Nanny. Yes. We got a 7%. Oh, oh. this may be the lowest <laughs> Rotten Tomato score <laughs> movie we've ever reviewed. Granted, this is probably archived reviews. So, right. you know, their database isn't the greatest. From 93. When it comes, yeah, 93. Hey, so. we never Jesus said Christ. it had to be a good movie. That's the whole point of this tier is pick some, some make something yes. make me watch something i don't want to watch yes. hilariously entertaining bad movies and get anthony to george grow. the animal steals in this movie oh he's in it too he was he you know remember you remember i him? remember george the animal steal yeah. yes from the, the human old, sweater old school days licking people's faces <laughs> that's what he did yeah he had such so much hair it was a sweater oh yeah i like that should bring that look, look you like back. that look back <laughs> you want that look back yeah, I'm a sweater. I think it's a good. I, I'm a sweater. I think it's very manly. <laughs> and runner, with when you take your shirt off, are you got you got hair? Uh, no, but I'm a no. sweater. I don't need a sweater. I am a sweater. Like I just sweat. You profusely. sweat profusely. Yes, absolutely. Or you're a sweater. Okay, I'm a yeah. sweater. But yeah. yeah, no, not a lot of body hair on the old nerd here. Just okay. my balls. Are uh, is that that's unusual for you Peggy? and your ilk? Yeah, yeah right? Peggy's can be hairy. Indian you usually people got the hair down the neck and back, right? Yeah, a lot of them look like a brown, like uh, Burt Reynolds. That's what like Indian people. <laughs> but same mustache too, and like. Yeah. So the vitiligo just disappeared your hair? No. Is it, is it white and my, it just you know blended what? in? My, like, my dad didn't have a lot of hair. It's oh, just okay. not a thing All in right. our family. All right. Just not a thing, which is, is good because I, yeah, be awkward. Big fucking <laughs> scruffy thing. What's that animal doing in your shirt? Kill what it. Is that, what is that human? <laughs> hey, stop shaming hairy people. <laughs> right? there's, nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with hairy people. Own it. Love it. Yeah. Again, Burt Reynolds, sexiest man alive. Exactly. Anyways, listener, you know, join the fan club. We are up $24 a month and three new patrons in February. Thank Neato. you to everyone. Neato. 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 Thanks to everyone. Uh, look, let's do some news from the nation and we'll get the fuck out of here. How about that? It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> Don't you hate when you flush and then you still, and then you fart and then you got to, there's still more and you're like, ah, shit. Thought it was done. Like what's going on now? Yeah. A little bit like now. I can't flush again. I got to wait for the thing to fill up. Anyways. Well done. That was the sound of my butthole. I'm puckering. <laughs> Rock boy slack hole sounds fine. That was like, yeah. a, I think it's a F flat, F sharp, F sharp. Yeah. But F sharp. Uh, <laughs> can you hum to it? Yes, you can. It's got a good beat. Uh, news from the nation where I pull stuff from the Jock and Nerd Nation Facebook group. Join it today. Let's geek out. Brian Goff uh, comments, hey, nation, let's have a spoiler discussion with what is no doubt a favorite of our group, Game of Thrones, coming to an end. 
what are some of your guys and gals' favorite finales for TV shows? Mm. Comedy, mm. horror, sci-fi, whatever. Feel free to bring up some of the shitty ones. Uh, he loves The Office. Parks and Recs are at the top. He liked how The Wire wrapped up. And he liked how Battlestar Galactica ended. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Rugs? What do you got? I'm going to leave this to you guys. Are you not, Anthony? You're not a big, like, watching a finale of a big... I mean, I no. think Game of Thrones is going to be a big one for you. Game of Thrones will be one of my first big ones. But other than that, I, I haven't uh, I haven't actually gone and watched a finale. I haven't followed a show long enough to be anticipating the finale. Or so. to have it end completely. Right. And uh, be left mm. to either disappoint. Or, 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 or I've had shows end, but they've ended... After I knew that, you know, they like, for instance, Daredevil, I didn't know that was going to end. So I right. caught the finale. Right. But it wasn't built up for me as a finale. It didn't seem like a finale. Right, in right. Your eyes. So this is all That's you guys. That's true. I'm leaving this all to you. I'm going to say uh, we talked about this briefly in the uh, other shows. Uh, Firefly having Serenity as the wrap up movie right. was the greatest thing ever because it ended it in a great way. And they could still go back to the well and continue that story. Um, it, it was basically a quick version of the show with an ending tacked onto it that answered all the questions, um, very quickly, but I mean, it still was good to have that. So that was like, that served as a finale for the series, the movie. Yeah. Huh. Um, I would say that Battlestar Galactica always sticks with me as a really, uh, controversial but cool ending see i gotta go back i never got to the end of the series like i got to the middle it of was season a weird three ending, yes. but like it was really cool um what else i just watched russian doll oh, on netflix so and does, that ended very well but does this count that's not but uh, it's not a finale of a show like what if there's another season i'm talking about oh, the last right talk about I the last an, episode i think there might be another season. ever so of course the sopranos is gonna come up because i still think Right, that is a, a soprano. It's a great finale that people still debate to this day. Yeah, whether it frustrated you or you thought it was brilliant, uh, I thought it was appropriate. Uh, the first thing I thought of was Seinfeld. I love the way Seinfeld ended. Oh yeah, of course, because it was so appropriate that these horrible people ended up in jail. Because really, this was the first show about just like shitty, horrible people. Uh, and it's tame compared to what went on, like uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Workaholics. It all started right. with the Seinfeld. It's just shitty people. Like Buffy had two endings, <laughs> right? Didn't it have? Uh, it came. They killed her off right. at the end. Yeah. She sacrifices herself to save the world. She comes back. And then they, then Channel Nine or UPN or whatever bought the series That's and brought right. it back to life. And then they ended with a uh, kind of more open ending where Buffy comes back from the dead and now. All the other, since she, basically what the Slayers work is when one dies, another Slayer comes to life. Right. So uh, she technically died, and so another Slayer came to take her place, and a, and a bunch of other Slayers, like, were awakened at that time. So she had to, like, take them all in, like like Charles Xavier, and teach oh. her the ways of the, of the Slayer. I forgot about all that. And then they all went on their separate ways to, like, slay vampires all over the world. And that was the ending, I believe. If I remember correctly, I probably should probably, probably should have played a spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of the way Breaking Bad ended? That was good. I think it was all right. I think it worked. Um, and then I think of like some of the weird ones that well, Lost was kind of bullshit. That annoyed me. Like I don't even know what shows ended. I stopped watching a right, lot of shows. Right. 
I didn't know if I watched everything till the very bitter. Another bitter great end. one that I remembered was that show Dinosaurs from the 90s. Remember the dinosaurs show where they were in dinosaur costumes, not the mama, not the mama. Right. Uh, that was a great ending because the, the dad, Earl, causes like the destruction of the world and the asteroid hits and he kills everyone. And like the show ends with everything dying. Which is crazy for like a family show. What about at ABC? some classic ones, dude? Do you guys remember either Fresh Prince of Bel Air or Cosby Show? The way those ended. I, you know what? I, I remember the Cosby Show ending. I remember Cheers ending. Yes, Cheers, I, re- I remember yeah. the Cheers ending. Mash was a big one in Mash terms of viewers. Huge, right? Was a huge yeah. one. Uh, there's what also was the Cosby only one. So it, it was. They had just kind of grown up, and they they pulled the camera back and showed the audience, they and the whole cast the came right. out, kind of, okay. and walked through the set. Uh, but it was just, you know, they, everyone had kids and it was crazy. Uh, some of the cool ones I like when like six feet under and parks and rec do the flash forwards rugs. Do you like the flash forward finales? They've done that in a couple of shows where they show you what, where Yeah, I like the, I like the six feet under one. Like that one literally showed you each character's death. Cause the show was about a funeral home and then parks and rec jumped ahead oh. and showed you. Hall and Catch Fire had a good ending. I heard that was also a very good ending. I still want to watch that show. I heard it's very good. It is very good. I, yeah. I, I, I would. It might be boring if you're not into like video games and shit and like computers. Oh, and I love shit, that but era it, of technology. It was just very. It's very 80s. It's very cool. And then Anthony, the other big one was the Newhart Show. The who? New Bob Newhart Show. <laughs> you never heard of Newhart? Bob Newhart. Uh, the name sounds distinctly familiar. Dude, Ruggs, do you know I work with kids? They don't know what Dharma and Greg is. They've never heard of Little Shop of Horrors. Like, it's becoming increasingly hard to actually relate to people. Well, Dharma and Greg is forgettable. <laughs> I, was <trying> to dis- <laughs> I was trying to explain Jenna Elfman because she was in a new show. And I was like, oh, Dharma and Greg. And they're like, what? I was like, oh, fuck me. Uh, Newhart woke up. The whole show was a dream. It was all a dream. He used what to read Word Up magazine. Uh, Newhart. It was called Newhart. Oh. But that was like a big, a big twist ending for the time. The Bob Newhart show. Bob Newhart. He, this guy, dude. I never watched. Newhart. I, I, I'm looking at. That's the show that you would you would reference the, a show from the six. There's so many other shows that. I well, there's two Newharts. There was a Newhart in the '60s, and there was another one in the '80s. Well, I mean, I'm thinking of like I love Lucy or oh yeah, other bullshit Golden Girls. How did, that, from the 60s? how did that end? Did they all just die? That has think, to be how that. I ended. think all their hair turned. <laughs> I think white. the people were pissed about the whole new heart thing they that were. it was all a dream. Yeah, because it means the whole show didn't mean anything. Like, none of it happened. I'd be a little bit upset. How did Sanford and Son then? I don't know. Fred Sanford <laughs> oh, must have had a heart up. attack. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. That one in. Um, what uh, about Spartacus ended, and that was good too. What's the other show from that around that time period with the White family where the guys borderline racist uh oh archie bunker all archie the family bunker, all the family well that was weird because then they give archie a spinoff show called archie's place where he had a bar and it wasn't quite as good but right. somebody died his wife died his wife died on the show yes yeah in, in the show in story dude line. did you have you ever seen that episode where edith almost gets raped by an intruder in her house it's amazing like it, the acting is amazing <laughs> And you're like, it, it, I just was surprised someone would want to rape you. Yeah, that was that's also. She was not but for that, I mean, for what they did, it was just so like they played it real. I'm like, wow, this is fucking all the family. And it was it was crazy. And of course, that's where Sherman Hemsley debuted as uh, Mr. Jefferson. See, ties it all back together to Sherman Hemsley. All right, let's move on to next comment. Seth Morgan says, if you listen to the excellent John Wick review on Patreon. And if you're not, you. if you're not yet a contributing member, shame on you. 
And you're, yeah. and you're missing out on a lot of great content. The boys talked a little bit about John Wick versus The Punisher, as in who would win a showdown. I was wondering if we could agree on six to eight badass characters and decide who's king. This excludes superheroes, just skilled motherfuckers who can fight and shoot and beyond. So Seth Morgan puts this out in the Facebook group. Blake Braden goes, I made a thing. Uh, I'll put this link in the show notes. If you click on this link, it is called the Chuck Norris Invitational. And it is uh, 64 bracket rounds too many of characters from the movie going up against each other. This There's is too many one offs. I think that I don't I, I, I uh, applaud B- Blake Braden for his ambition. Yes. But I feel like a lot of these characters are one off characters. OK. And they don't really have as much weight as the sequel characters. I love this. I think we should I think, modify. I think we should do it, it with sequel only characters. People who have like sequels. So what is the criteria? You have to be in at least more than one movie. Yeah, you can't be a superhero. Yes. You can't be a superhero. You have to be a regular person of skill. And you have to have sequels. And you have to have more than one movie. I appreciate let me just give yeah, this is amazing. props to his ambition yes. for coming up yeah. with sixty four characters. I agree. I think we could probably whittle this down to sixteen. Yeah. Because this is just too this is huge. Good. This is huge. I mean, this is overwhelming. Yeah. So yeah. Blake and guys, fantastic. it's awesome. great. Let's whittle it down to people with more than one uh, movie. And then we can start a round by round voting because I want to know who wins. Because some of these like John Schaff versus the bride from Kill Bill, uh, Django from Django at Chain versus Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver. Oh, it's Django. So, so, OK, some of these are really cool. Not even a, not I, even I, a, I like the, the, mo- the matchup I saw right yeah, off the bat. Yeah. They call my Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible yeah. versus John McClane from Die Hard. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. oh that's a good one. Well, mm, listen, I don't know mm. who gets more fucked up in a movie. Uh, John McClane. He's does. always bleeding. Yes. He's always <laughs> fucked up. He's always profusely so, bleeding. Does Bruce Wayne count in this? Technically, he doesn't have superpowers. No. He does. He's not. Yeah. I would, no, you I can would, have Batman. In I would there. take he's Batman. Superhero. Superhero. Sarah Connor. Yeah. Can we include Sarah Connor? Sarah Connor, you could include. Okay. Uh, yeah. Some of the other ones, Hit Girl versus El Mariachi from El Mariachi. She's a superhero. And Hit Girl, yeah, she's too much. So the first round, he's got John Wick going up against Laura Croft. And now, but there's so many, I think the matchups will get better. But that's yeah. that's a pretty good matchup. But, I mean, he's got like Seamus Se- from Metroid and a couple of requests. Yeah, you got to get get rid of the A Seamus. couple of requests from the group were thrown in. Indiana Jones versus Fox from the Wanted movie. I, look, this is amazing. I, I would take out the video game characters. I, I would... um. No, Laura Croft is a realistic character, but Samus isn't. Right. It has to have be grounded in realism to a degree. Yeah, th- in that case, I might take out Sarah Connor. Yeah, there's just too. It's just too wide. Uh, there's too wide of. A, I think. I think you got to label the criteria as human. They're they're fighting other humans. Yes. Yeah. Just fucking. Because once you throw in Sarah Connor, Ellen Ripley, that they are human, but they're fighting extraterrestrial or AI, which makes them another level of badass. I see. Which gives them an, an, another advantage. Right. We're talking about things that don't fucking matter. But this <laughs> is great. This is, real, but it's very cool. <laughs> this is what everything that we do is that's, about. That's though. true. Let's trim it. All we down. talk about is being Han, Han Solo yeah. versus Tony. Like that. Han Solo's got to get out of there. Uh, I think, He's got the laser guns. Yeah. Well, you can have guns. Yeah, Han Solo shouldn't be part. Or, of it. But he's got lasers. He's got I'm laser. Talk, guns. It's not reality. I, I you got to talk about. Yes, yeah, we got to yes, have. There's got to yes. be a semblance of reality. Now, how about characters who are played by the same person up against each other? For instance, like Dirty Harry uh, up, up against the man with no name. Is that a Clint well, Eastwood that, character? That would, the sequel thing would take care of that. Yes. If it's a one off character, then you don't have to worry about it. I love the first one. Maximus from Gladiator up against Frank Martin from Transporter. See, he would be out because he's a one he's a one off. Frank Martin. 
Yeah. Also, I would, oh, I would actually, hey, I would Maximus actually, too. I would take yeah. Maximus out because different time period. <laughs> All right, now we have a lot of the, criteria. Modern well, movies. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. it's got to be semblance of realism within with now. Uh, Maximus, Max, you know, the, yeah. the gladiator days are, are completely different. You can't compare it That's to a like diff- a John Wick or a Jack no, Reacher. No, no, yeah, it's a different right. battle yeah. back then. Badass versus badass. Uh, look, Blake Braden, you got your work cut out for but, you. Let's trim Blake, this down. This fantastic. is am- amazing. Maybe we'll do the work and trim it down. Amazing, uh, amazing start, and we'll get this vote started. Okay, last thing from our buddy J-H-U-L-S-F on Twitter. Uh, Twitter listener from San Francisco, I believe. He says, at Jock and Nerdcast, in response to your talk about the Hulk Hogan biopic and actors playing Macho Man, I introduce you to the wrestler Jay Lethal as the black machismo. Oh, my God. Have you guys seen Jay Lethal? I did not know about this guy, but I kind of love this guy now. Let's, I watched it with you. It was, it was play, fantastic. It was fantastic. I'm just going to play a quick clip. This is Jay Lethal. Doing uh, Macho Man. If I were not a professional wrestler, what would I be today? Mm, I'd probably be a bodyguard, yeah. Because guarding bodies in particular, one, yeah, one that catches the eye and that catches the heart, huh? I'm talking about ladies like Liz, yeah. What kind of music do I listen to? Yeah, I'd say uh, number one is rap. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Most of you don't know, but I got more. Got an album of my own out, yeah. And uh, I was gonna give you a little sample of it, but before we started rolling, the producer came in and said, don't drop it yet, yeah. Let it drop when it drops, and it ain't happening yet, yeah. The one. Ah, that that guy's great, dude. Uh, Yeah. Have you heard of Jay Lethal, Ruggs? I I, uh, saw a clip with him fucking with uh, Ric Flair one time. That is the other hilarious clip where he's doing Ric Flair to Ric Flair and they're literally out trying to outwoo each other. It's so funny. They're like, woo! They're like, woo! And they just keep going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, this guy the is woo-off. great. The woo-off was hilarious. Uh, so, Anthony, there's your uh, uh, Macho Man. We're- I like that someone posted Manzukis on the board. Oh, Jason Manzukis also as Macho Man. Would that work? What do you guys think? <laughs> I don't know, but it's just hilarious. Jason <laughs> He will also play live-action rug boy in the movie of our life. Yeah. Uh, but he's- That's what I look like before yes. every game. <laughs> he's crazy enough to work. Uh, Anthony, mm. you like any of these picks? Jay Lethal, Manzukis for Macho Man. I want to see... First off, I had to look up who Manzukis was. Um, yeah, Black Machines was. It's funny, but no, I want to see. I want to see a, a legit actor. Yeah, try to take the sun. I just I gotta thank uh, this guy for introducing me to Jay Lethal. I fucking love this guy. Jay Lethal is funny. I've seen. <laughs> he is entertaining. Shows. Go Black Machismo. All right. Does anybody have a get your shit together nominee? Who needs the clip this week? Um, I think Apple needs to get their shit together. Apple may need to get their shit together if you are, uh, no one will know this, but only if you're into podcasting and follow the podcasting industry. It's a whole hubbub. This is what all the podcasters are talking about. You know what? I just like to play the clip. Uh, Apple in general, you need to get your shit together. Well, then get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. Do we add episode numbers? Do we remove episode numbers? For fuck's sake, make up your mind. I feel like that um, they're kind of uh, flailing about right now. 
They have not been the same since Tim Cook, uh, sorry, Steve Jobs passed away and handed it off to Tim Cook. It just, I feel like it's just getting worse. No, I haven't been like ex- their products are just getting worse. I've not been excited There's about an Apple innovation product. innovation has stopped. In years. I used to watch all the fucking press conferences and when they would release new things live, I would be all over it. Here's all the new stuff. I can't wait. And I haven't had that feeling in years. Like, I just don't care anymore. You know, excited. Yeah, I don't follow technology close enough to care. I love following tech, but they have not. It's sad. What? What? Well, they're saying that the phone is dead. Well, oh, now the phone is dead. But they're going to give us these folding phones that are like tablets. So you pop them open, it's a tablet. You fold it back down. Really? Well, they have to do something different because basically, if you get a phone now and you get a phone from like three or four years ago, they're essentially just the same exact phone with like different software on it. And they're basically do the same shit. It's minor updates. A little different. Yeah. yeah, they're just the difference is so negligible that um, it's not worth even upgrading. The sometimes. biggest difference is, I mean, I have the eight. Yeah. The only thing that I've really noticed that I enjoy about this about the eight. Yeah. Is the password. The face tracking. No, no, not that. That's ten. Oh, that's ten. But it remembers my passwords for all my different oh, yeah. sites, and yeah. it just uses my my finger to to unlock them, so I don't have to remember passwords anymore. That's the only thing I that's like. That's the only biggest the only update. update. Now you forgot all your passwords. <laughs> but now I forgot all my yeah. passwords. So yeah, but yeah, that's the only update I'm, I care about right now. Everything else is, eh. Yo, the face tracking thing is a trip, right? It's crazy that it does that, but now the fucking government has your exact face GPS coordinates and can put it into their face tracking surveillance technology, and there you go. You <laughs> yep. We're, li- we're voluntarily carrying around a microphone and camera. Yeah, we're doing all, we're, we're just them. doing it. Yeah. We're just giving it to them. And don't you think all the Amazon and Google and Apple, all of them, they're all fucking selling your shit to whoever wants to buy it. So yeah. uh, enjoy your Alexa. The conspiracy dot. theorist. Yes. This is now turned into the Alex Jones show. Oh, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> he was on Joe Rogan. Why did Joe Rogan have him on? They're what does he have to gain from really having him so on? So they were having a, a bit of a feud. First off, they're friends. They're friends. But they were having a feud that was very public. So Joe Rogan decided to have him back on. They made up or something. They did make up Alex. Alex Jones wanted a uh, a platform other than his own show to explain the fact that he did not. He does not think Sandy Hook was a fake. He has been taken off everything. Oh, the only thing that exists yeah, is his website. Deep, he's he's been deplatformed. De-platform. So yep. he needed something to get on. Well, did you hear about this Momo shit? Mo Momo isn't that the giant like dress you wear? No. What's a moment? So what a cow um, says? Speaking yeah. of deplatforming, yes. because I don't know why I thought about Alex Jones and I was like, I immediately thought of this Momo thing. Is that, okay, so um, Alex Jones gets deplatformed for being Alex Jones and lying about everything. <laughs> and uh, there's just people using YouTube in a horrible way. So like Alex Jones was basically uh, got deplatformed for kind of inciting uh people to harass the people of um sandy hook right right saying that they were fake right when their kids are dead and then it's fucking not cool now there's this new thing called the momo the momo challenge yes whereas um there's a there's a there's some people or maybe it's a group or it's a person taking like uh content that's already on youtube and re-uploading it with this momo uh like Graphic. It's a creepy face, Anthony. If yeah, you just and it search tell, Momo, and it's like a scary face of a girl. All it tells you to Momo? like do yeah. bad things, like like turn your oven on. It says, "Kids, it'll come on in the middle of a kids thing and say, turn your oven on and leave it running." So the the and, Momo hoax is it's telling kids to kill themselves and shit. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? How is this coming out? 
It just was this big thing today that was all it's over a the vir- all recurring over the viral hoax oh. that has been perpetuated. The little by local kids news. are watching their shows, thinking that they're watching like Peppa Pig or yeah. something. Yeah, and all of a sudden, this fucking demon will come on oh, and tell the them, "Fuck," to like that 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 they should kill themselves. Well, YouTube. Okay, so I'm, I looked it up. YouTube put out a statement a day ago on Twitter. We want to clear something up regarding the Momo challenge. We've seen no recent evidence of videos promoting the Momo challenge on YouTube. Yeah, videos encourage harmful and dangerous challenges are, are against our policies. So. YouTube's come out and said it. Uh, there are I see some s- tweets from some schools telling people to watch what their children are watching. Yeah, because like they, they could think that they're watching something completely harmless, and this fucking thing will come on. No, and not only that, but one of the things it does is it tells them if they have a cell phone to text them, and then they, they'll start texting them. And they got their number. Like, shit to do. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> I uh, is this real? Like stab yourself in the face or something. The picture is of an innocuous sculpture created by the artist Kazuki Aisawa, Ayasawa for the Japanese special effects company Link Factory. It's actually called Mother Bird, and it was on display at Tokyo's Horror Art Vanilla Gallery in 2016. It's freaky looking shit. It is freaky. Ah, uh, this trend seems to be a hoax. Just like. It also mentions Tide Pods. And you know what? When I actually went and tried to find actual videos of idiots eating Tide Pods. to look that up. They, they don't exist. I couldn't yeah. find any. It's yeah, not YouTube, real. I think. No, YouTube, I believe. Oh, they just took them down. down right away. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I want to see one of these fucking motherfuckers actually do this. I need to see. But what- I think like if you're like Alex Jones or like one of these people that is putting out videos that is like and you're aiming them at kids that don't know any better. I think that's fucking that should be a crime. Like, I think that you can't do that like i mean there's a lot of dumb people who believe anything like people that think that like, there's no space in the world but the, does this actually exist or can we trust uh parents who maybe are not the most you know computer savvy or they know this, this is the reality is a parent will just hand the kid a tablet yeah. and just let them leave me alone i'm right. busy doing something They'll watch your cartoons and that's it they don't know what the and fuck then Momo watching. pops up we're like ah kill your parents no nah. On Netflix right now, yeah. there's like a bevy yeah. of fucking anime yes. that's close to pornography. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and the parents don't fucking So if you're a parent, anything. you glance over, you just think your, your kid's watching cartoons. No problem. Mm. Yeah. And it's some fucked up, twisted vagina uh, fucking octopus thing creature. <laughs> yeah. Tentacle <laughs> porn. Tentacle, tentacle hentai porn. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. There's a lot of good stuff on Netflix. They subscribe. That's <laughs> I'm just saying that there's a lot of people that are doing weird shit. Like Alex Jones is like catering to like dumb adults. Yeah. And then there's people who are catering to kids Alex, and doing the same thing. Alex like, just like, needs to sell his supplements. That's Alec, all. Alex Jones was on that show. He was, I list, I've listened for a little bit. He was on there about four and a half hours. Oh, yeah. It's, Un- it's insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the, insane. The last it's awesome. time I listened to the last time he was on Rogan, and by the end, they're like shit faced drunk, like hugging each other and just He was loving talking each other. about, I mean, I only caught, uh, again, the first hour and a half, but he was talking about um, human animal, human animal hybrids, hybrids. and, uh, how uh, the cell phones are here to infect the mind and turned us into uh, mentally disabled, and then the, we're gonna kill each other. It was some crazy out there shit. And at some points, he's just going off, and Rogan's going, "Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me just uh, you're, you're ranting. Let, you're, you're saying so much in two sentences. I yeah, need to unpack everything. That's what he does. Yeah, I'm sure that what he's saying." has some kind of shred of reality to it. There is some shreds, yes. I mean, I'm yeah. sure that, like, like for example, I I would bet my left nut that there is some kind of experimentation with genes going on where they're creating things in labs that are abominations that we don't know about. It. I think that that's probably true. All right? Yeah. 
but um, I think that there's maybe some kind of shit that we don't know about that's being done in a clandestine way that uh, we'll never see the light of day. We'll never become public knowledge. I mean, if you look back at all the crazy shit he has said, like about five to eight percent of it actually does happen. So, all right, but then he makes up and embellishes it yes. too much. And then he, it's a political agenda. It'd be one thing if he was just disseminating information that he found and whatever, but he kind of has an agenda. He spins it and then he's got to sell supplements. But I'm, I'm interested to listen to the Rogan episode. (laughs) I I, I like that you go, sorry, I'm running. Yeah. I like that you go. He, it's about five to eight percent of his shit, as if that's a credible thing. (laughs) When you throw as much shit as he throws against the wall, yeah. I'm sure if you look deep enough. There's some some tangential connection to something that actually happened yeah, that you yeah. can then go, oh yeah, yeah. That, he was right. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. That's just how it t- he's playing the odds. <laughs> That's just how it works out. But I I'm, I can't wait to hear his new material on the new Rogan you show. Hear it on. I he's, love his he's hits. On there. I love his hits. I'm waiting for some new Alex Jones shit. So what do you think about like I've been I've been scrolling through Twitter and people are actually well, are doing going that? against Rogan's for for having him on allowing this quote-unquote alt-right person. He's a promoter of alt-right people. And now they've labeled Rogan as like the gateway to alt-right. Rogan's one of the only guys that's super popular that will have um, people that are popular from the right side on his show. So every time he does that, he gets labeled as an an alt-right or a right-wing promoter. um, Where he just doesn't care and he'll just have whoever he wants. Just ignores it. Um, The other big thing is that a lot of people are just don't think he should be even giving Alex Jones a platform. Right. What do you think, Anthony? I mean, he's the guy. It's his podcast. Yeah. If you troll him, if you troll him while you're he's on, yeah, I think it's fine. Right. I, I think if you if if you if you if you put doubt into what he's saying and you challenge him a little bit, I think that's enough. He does challenge him on things. He also agrees with him. He's not the type to just be super combative yeah. with his guest. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's his podcast. He he lets each guest speak ample amounts for the most part. Sometimes he he doesn't, but for the most part, he lets his guest speak ample amounts, and he lets the viewer decide what they want to make of it. So yeah, I, I so you disagree with this? You disagree with this labeling of Joe Rogan? Oh yeah, for sure. I think I think oh. he just puts on who he thinks is going to be interesting. I feel like he's one of the he's an interesting dude. Uh, he I don't think he's like a a huge intellectual, but I think that he knows what he's doing works because. He's allowing people to talk, and then people are like observing this, and then deciding for themselves right. if they're a crock of shit or not. Right. And I think that's cool, and it, it takes the mystery out of it. It takes you have like, for example, like you have a guy on a show for like ten minutes. He can plan everything he's gonna say. Yep. Right. But you get fucking Alex Jones talking for four hours. He's gonna say some fucked up shit. Yeah. You know, shit that he can't take back. And you want that to happen. At one point in the show, Eddie Bravo comes on and he just goes, Eddie, choke me out on live camera. Oh, choke shit. me out. Oh, he wanted to choke said, I'll choke out. you out, motherfucker. <laughs> Google it, bro. Just Google oh, yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that it's, I think what Rogan, Rogan, the reason Rogan's po- podcast is so popular is A, he's popular, but also he has enough knowledge to speak on some things well, um, but then he doesn't. He does, he's not. It's not an interview, so he's letting his guests just kind of go as long as they can go, and he he and he and he's conversational yeah. enough and non-combative enough and has enough knowledge about the topic to continue a conversation. I mean, I think the people who like, which is why you should also listen to the spinoff. The spin-off show, show. I've modeled that off. Of Who's on the next episode, Anthony? Uh, John Bellotti Jr. If all, uh, if all goes to plan, John Bellotti Jr. will be the next. Oh, this guy! How long awesome. is this show going to yeah. be? 
That's really you're gonna good. Have, you're going to have him on long enough to, to like bring some new things to light? We'll see. <laughs> I haven't recorded I it. I want to see how unmasked Bilotti, Bilotti becomes. Unma- I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I, I know. Yeah, me too. He's he been wanting to do something, talk about Bruce Lee for a bit. He just finished a Bruce Lee piece, so we might we might there jump into go. that, but whatever. You boning up on your Bruce Lee? Me? Yeah. I like Bruce Lee. I'm just saying, are you doing extra research? Yeah, give us the story of Bruce Lee. Here's the the research I did on Bruce Lee. I bought the t-shirt that he made. Uh, Oh, you getting one? The the Game of Death design, I bought the t-shirt. Robo 7. Check it out. Listen, Art of Robo 7 on TeePublic. Uh, That's a great design. That'll be fun. That's going to be next in the feed. Uh, our own, we got our own little Joe Rogan. Anthony wants to be Joe Rogan. I want to be Joe Rogan, except uh, without all the DMT. You got to smoke way more weed, bro. Also, and take <laughs> I a little I bit of DMT. I don't know if I'll ever pick up hunting as much as he has. Got to do ayahuasca. I want to be Dan Balzarian. Balzarian. He's, he's had Dan Balzarian on his show. I know, but uh, yeah, Dan Balzarian's great. Danny <laughs> Balls. Be a millionaire who just has models around him. Well, Rugs, we're gonna find out he's a piece of shit soon. Rugs, uh, you should hit him up on Twitter. Rugs, where can they find you on? Twitter? No kidding. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, tweeting Dan Blazarian and finding out if his inner uh, demons at uh, Really Rug Boy on Twitter. So come follow me. Come follow him. Follow us on Instagram at Jock and Nerd. Give us a follow. You will enjoy. And then just help us grow, listeners. Share the show. Tell a friend. Uh, post post this up on your social media. Kick somebody in the nuts and give them one of these. Jock and Nerd. Dang, you know, who's going to forget that? They will always remember. And thank you for listening this week to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Yes, but how's your judo? Ah, uh, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Fuck that show. Jock and Nerd. Are you coming off my own voice?